bopping. Not too much. Not too much at all. Had some rain today. More yeah, rain. We did. More it's rain. It's been a really shitty summer. Yeah, yeah. Not a lot of sun. Not, uh, very muggy up here. Um, we're used to it, though. We're used to weird weather all year long. All the downfalls of living up in the Northeast. Yep, indeed. So, let's jump into the show. With a fat fox. Taco Bell launching a, some new menu items in September. A wild strawberry cream delight freeze. It's almost like a f- icy or frosty or whatever yep. the hell you want to call it. Um, also, strawberry twists. They all, they have those cinnamon twists. It looks like they're going to have a strawberry variety of that. I don't know about that. Cheesy jalapeno Mexican pizza. So Mexican pizza with just jalapenos, I guess. <laughs> uh, I never even. I don't even think I've ever had a Mexican pizza. Have you? All the years I've been. Uh, yes, it's very good. I love it's that good. Mexican pizza. Uh, rolled chicken tacos, which look a lot like uh, taquitos. Have you ever had taquitos in the frozen food section? Yep. And one of the best menu items I've ever had at Taco Bell: a chicken enchilada wrap wrapped in a looks like it wrapped in a wrap with melted cheese on top. Back in the day, they used to have these um, very limited time. I think probably, she's 18, 19 years ago. Very good. So if they're bringing that back, I'm excited because they are good. Um, their sister company, KFC, coming out with funnel cake fries. Very limited time. Um, yeah, and there's going to be with powdered sugar on top, so it'll be interesting to try. And also, they're coming out with a sweet and smoky bacon chicken sandwich. With chipotle mayo, two times the amount of bacon they normally do, a bacon jam, and extra cheese. So, uh, KFC chicken sandwich is pretty good. I don't know if you've ever had it there before. Um, they've redone I it. Have so, not. They've redone it so many times. They used to have the double down with the two chicken breasts as a, as a sandwich buns. That was a little overboard, but a regular chicken sandwich there is not too bad. Um, I've never had a Popeyes one. I hear that's one of the best. I think we've talked about it on the pod before. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to try that. And also, I think it was last week we mentioned that Laser's coming out with these limited edition flavor swaps. Um, well, I found three of them. They have the Lay's um, potato chips flavored with Doritos Cool Ranch. They have a Lay's kettle cooked flavored with the Ruffles All Dressed. And they have a regular Lay's with the Cheetos flavor from the Cheetos uh, Crunchy. Um, and they're not chips, but they're like uh, puffs. Um, so I do have those. I'm going to try those right now. First, I will try the Cheetos Lay's. These are just regular Lay's with the Cheetos uh, flavoring. All orange. Just just like a Cheeto. With a <laughs> potato chip. I prefer Cheetos better, though. It does give it a weird, the chip a weird taste, but... Not bad. Not bad. 
Also using my Wild Bill mug today. <laughs> nice. Okay, now we'll try the Lay's Doritos Cool Ranch. If I were to choose a Doritos flavor, nacho cheese is my favorite. Uh, cool Ranch always seems there's never enough flavor on the chips to my taste, but we'll see. Smell good. Mm. Yep, it's Cool Ranch. I think I may prefer these to the tortilla chips, the Cool Ranch flavor on these. Oh yeah? Yeah. Okay. Now those are two regular Lay's flavors. I'm gonna clean my palate. All Dress, which is a Canadian exclusive flavor, but All Dress is every single flavor of chip combined into one. And you definitely get that pungent ketchup flavor in the All Dress that I've tried before. So, you definitely get the smell when you open the bag. Kettle Cook is uh, pretty good. It's a little crispier chip. Let's try it. Yeah. Yep. It was damn good. Very tangy and sweet. They are delicious. So yeah, I found so which is the best one? The ruffles all dressed, which I kind of figured they were. That's why I tried to save it right. for last. Yeah, the kettle cooked ruffles all dressed. If you can find them, limited time edition, um, worth getting. I bought them in small little uh, two ounce bags, so little serving size bags. Um, I'm probably sure they have the bigger bags too. Find them in the store, but I'd be finding these in a grocery, in a uh, gas station. Cumberland Farms around here, I'd be finding. So if you're looking for to try, search down a gas station, or they may have them in the grocery store near you. So yeah, that was cool. So now that I've tried those, let's get into a topic we talked about a couple weeks ago: dark side of the ring. Talk, you yep. kind of speculated, what do they have left to talk about in the next season? What, what subjects haven't they touched? <clears throat> and the people in the social media group for Dark Side did a Facebook page, a Facebook post, asking the same question. And a whole bunch of people came up with a few ideas, so I wanted to go over them with you. What, what a, lot of, a lot of fans of the show came up with as well. Um, Scott Hall, I think we mentioned. Scott Hall would be a great episode. He just yep. recently passed. He had a lot of problems, kind of redemption, and then um, the 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 wear and tear on his whole entire body eventually took over, um, and that's how he passed. Mike Awesome, another person, um, ECW original, ECW not original, but towards the end, I think he was a champion towards the end. Um, I think he went to WCW. Um, he died as well, early drug overdose. A lot of these people die of early drug overdose. Rick Rude didn't. He had cancer. Rick Rude, they could do a great episode yep. on him. Mr. Perfect, I don't think they've done an episode on him. No, they have not. Bring his son in, do an interview. Ted DiBiase Jr. in the news news a lot lately for uh, yeah. smuggling money. They should just do the uh, the whole DiBiase family. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Whole episode. Because his father's had some issues, too. They've always had Cornette on there doing mm -hmm. interviews. I would love to see a Cornette episode, seeing why he got fired in the first place. Because uh, I know there's a lot of shady shit that happened with that as well. Jim Cornette. 
uh, a Vince Russo two-parter. I I think Vince, <laughs> Vince Russo should be the a whole entire season. Um, <laughs> they should do one part WWF and one part WCW. Exactly. Yep. Um, British Bulldog, you mentioned that before. A lot of people mentioned that as well. Yep. Um, Brian Christopher. I didn't see a lot of people mention him, but Brian Christopher. Yeah. He did. He did die in a mysterious way in prison. Um, and I, I know he had a lot of drug problems too. Um, Crash Holly, another guy who died from drugs. Um, Luna Vachon. I don't know if they did an episode on her. I think they did because her son. They was did because uh, yeah, the son was on there. Yep. Um, the whole ICP thing in uh, the, the their Juggalo Wrestling Federation, all the shit that happens there. I think there was like Tila Tequila that got thrown shit on shit on her and stuff. It's weird stuff that happened with their wrestling and and the in the uh, and the Juggalos and all that. It'd be interesting. Um, recent wrestling news: Jay Briscoe. I think he died in a car accident back in December. Um, one of the Briscoe brothers, um, Vader. I think they did a Vader episode. But I'm not sure if they. I'm not sure if they did or not. I know Vader recently passed. Um, Sandman. We mentioned that. The one thing I want to see is this is my idea. Brett and Bill Goldberg. I think that would be a great episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how Brett. How Brett's career ended. Um, episode of test. Another drug. Drug. Um, death. Um, Sabu, Sandman, anything ECW. Stephen Regal. I know Stephen Stephen Regal has talked a lot about being um, being in a lot of health issues in the last twenty years. I think he said his spine fused at one point. Yeah, um, that'd be interesting. Uh, Jerry the King Lawler. I know there's a lot of shit that happened with him in in out in. Oh well, with his girlfriends and all that stuff too. With, well, the heart, the heart attack. Yeah, everything that happened. Attack, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Um, the Edge Lita Matt Hardy storyline that was on TV, yep. and, and then they ended up bringing firing Matt Hardy, bringing him back, and they had a feud, which was great. Early like mid two thousands, um, Teddy Hart. They did a whole documentary on Teddy Hart. I would love to see uh, a breakdown documentary on here because they do a great job doing that. And if they did, te- if you get Teddy on interview, <laughs> that'd be amazing too. Um, Good luck. I know. He's like he's hiding right now. <laughs> um, Hugh, Hugh Morris and the whole performance center thing when he was um, being an asshole and really, really taking it out on the uh, performers oh, yeah. there. Yep. Um, the sex tapes page. I don't know if they'll ever do anything like that, but in Vincent Man, I think Vincent Man having a two part episode at the end of this series would be pretty incredible because there's a lot of shit yep. that happened with Vince. Um, I think that would have to be the very last episode of the entire series. Yeah, he uh, yeah he had a lot of lot of issues, uh, especially this they past do it like year. A fucking three or four parter if they wanted to. They do a whole season on Vince, and, and we've always yeah. said that if Vince ever did what he would never do a podcast like the, like a Conrad podcast, the stories that he, he would could never tell, do a shoot interview or anything. Yeah, no, would, the stories he could tell, holy shit. So yeah, um, I I I hope they come out with the next a, a new season. There are plenty of topics. I just listed what they could do. So we'll have to wait and see. So I started watching Dark Side of the 2000s. Uh, it's a new series that's on right now. Um, and they, this past week, they tackled the shock jock phenomenon that happened in the 90s, 2000s yep. with Howard Stern and all that stuff. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Stern fan, kind of. More so in the serious years. I didn't I didn't grow up with Howard. Um, I don't know if I listen to this documentary or these two this two parter. I'm not sure if I would have been a fan back then, and that, plus I became a fan because of Artie Lang. That's that's just plain and simple. I was going through a hard time, and Artie made me laugh. 
so fucking yep. much in that time, and it was just hilarious. And I loved Dirty Work. You got me into Dirty Work back in like 2000. So, yeah, I, I loved Artie. When I found out he was on the show, it was it was a no brainer to start listening, and that's basically what attracted me to the show. But it was a great, awesome. it was a great two part uh, Dark Side of the 2000s. I know they did Dark Side of the 90s. They did a few things. Dark Side yes, of Sports. It's awesome. Yep. Dark Side of the 90s is really good. Yep. About 2000s, it tackles a lot of the, the same type of uh, deals. This is a two-parter on, on Shock Jock. So it tackled Opie Anthony. It tackled Howard Stern. It tackled um, uh, I Miss and his uh, nappy-headed shit that he said back in the day and how he <laughs> got canceled. So, um, yeah, great show. I recommend that. Um, two-parter. I got it on iTunes. I'm sure you can get it somewhere. Probably on their website or YouTube or somewhere. And I also watched the first three episodes of Only Murders in the Building. Last week was a two-episode premiere. Third episode came out on Tuesday of this week. Um, show's been a little slow. I like the first... I think it's, this is the fourth season. I like the first uh, couple seasons of this show. Um, but it does usually pick up pretty quickly once you get into it. Uh, it's a murder mystery. I'll... Uh, Agatha Christie, or whatever you want to, whatever you want, any murder, murder thing that you can think of. Um, it's all set in this one apartment building where all three of the main characters live. And there's some sort of a mystery. Trying to find out who the killer is. They actually, in the show, they run a podcast, and the podcast is called Only Murders in the Building, and all three of them host it. And they're trying to come up with clues and try to figure out who murders, who who gets murdered, and all this and that. And they do a little board up on the wall trying to figure out who the killer is so very interesting show steve martin martin short selena gomez a lot of comedic great comedic actors coming out of this show too so um if you haven't seen it, it's on hulu it's pretty good there's a few seasons on there already and they just started the new one so if you want to get into it it's a good time um and i watched a movie I actually watched two movies this week um, first one I'll talk about is one that came out in 1986 called flight of the navigator and i talked to you earlier today you've never seen that movie Nope. It's a Disney movie that came out in 1986, right around the time of the alien craze of E.T., right around the time of the NASA boom for children, children, and, and the space program. Everybody was very excited about that in the 80s, 70s. Wasn't, uh, was 86 the year the Challenger went up, or was that 83? Uh, I think it was 86, yeah, the year, the year it blew up. Yeah. So it was a very, very big time in space travel, in, 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 the, in the lexicon of American pop culture. So this, and of course, ET, like I mentioned. So there's a lot of this connection, interconnected shit. And the reason why I watch this movie is because the lead alien in this movie, who is kind of robotic in a in a spaceship, was voiced by no, none other than Paul Rubens, aka Pee Wee Herman. Oh, um, nice. This movie was great. <clears throat> I I remember seeing it as a kid in school. I think in, in uh, elementary school. I didn't remember much about it, but this movie is very, very good. Soundtrack done by Alan Silvestri, who's done so much. I want to do a career retrospective on him sometime, kind of out like we did with John Williams, because he's done so much since the 80s, and even now he does a lot of the Marvel movies. So I'd like to do a career breakdown of him as well, eventually. We'll get to that later, but great movie, great 80s movie, great 80s adventure movie. Um, the kid gets abducted by an alien. It's fucking, if you're looking back on it, it is a terrifying movie. The kid gets abducted by aliens, doesn't get sent back to Earth till seven years later. His whole entire family has grown up. His little brother is 18 years old, and he's now the younger brother. He's 12. 
And he comes back into a world. He, he gets abducted, I think, in 1978. Comes back in 1986. And the whole world is turned upside down. It's a great, great, terrifying concept of a movie. But it's a great movie. Great kids movie. Great 80s movie. Um, if you want to check it out, I think it's $4.99 on iTunes at the moment. So if you want to check it out, go go, go grab it if you can. Um, it's a great movie. Um, in the last movie that we both watched this week, it was a new comedy that came out on digital um, starring Jennifer Lawrence called No Hard Feelings. Um, we, we mentioned Joyride last week and how we needed a great comedy, and I think we finally may have a good one. Um, Joyride was good, but this was I, I, I like this a lot better. Um, we talked about it earlier. You kind of mentioned that the writing was better in this. Joyride may have had a little funnier moments, some funnier moments. Yeah, I laughed, I laughed way more at Joyride. I didn't really laugh at this at all, but this is a better movie. Yeah, better written movie. Um, a lot of cool stuff happened in it. Uh, the, the kid that It was they, very predictable, though. Yes. The kid that they got to play the main kid in this, I think he's going to be a star. Um, a la Superbad, the, all the three characters of, of that movie. Um this kid had a lot of that potential if they ever give him a, the good role, um, and he did a um, he did a great job in this movie. There's a scene at a piano when he does um, when he plays Maneater. He learns it overnight and he plays it on the piano in a very slowed down version. I, I love that part of the movie. Um, yep, that so was yeah, a great scene. Great scene, great movie. Hunted down, no hard feelings. Um, if I were to give it a rating, it's a four out of five for me. I just I love a good comedy. Yeah, and I've, been, I've been waiting for a good comedy so. Um, I know Strays came out today in Blue Beetle, which we haven't seen. Um, we will be seeing those fairly soon. Um, I know I know we both are excited to see Blue, Blue Beetle. So. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much it. And I know you've been working. Have you had time to see anything that I haven't watched? Uh, no, not really. No. Just random stuff. No. So, with that being said, let's get into the news. And it's not a news segment without the trailer roundup. Um, Maestro. Movie written and directed by Bradley Cooper. portraying He's portraying Leonard Bernstein, who is a uh, composer. Did a lot of, I think, musicals back in the very, very early days of the Golden Age. Um, getting a lot of backlash because of his portrayal of a Jewish person. He had a prosthetic nose, and that was a big no-no. Um, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, a lot of people complain about blackface. Um, it's a little bit different. I it's don't know. It's completely different. Um, yeah. I have no problem with this because they're just making him look like the guy. Yeah. Like, if they gave the person a prosthetic that made him look like a broken nose because the guy had a broken nose, mm-hmm. like, they're just problem. making him look like the guy. Like, it's not like they hired Bradley Cooper to write and direct and star in a movie about Denzel Washington's life. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, um, they just, yeah. But yeah, even Leonard Bernstein's children came up to defend Bradley Cooper's nose in, in the movie. Um, it's 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 true that Le- Leonard Bern- Bernstein had a nice big nose. Bradley chose to use makeup to amplify his resemblance. Um, and they're perfectly fine with that, they say. So, yeah. I agree. If the family's so, fine with it, then who cares? Yep. Um, that was it for trailers this week, but it does look good. It's kind of set in black and white and color. Black and white are the older yep. older time, and color is the current time. Next week, though, we get the big trailer. <clears throat> What's that? Rebel Moon trailer comes out Tuesday. Oh, I did see that was coming out, yeah. I can't wait. Movie I, does, yeah, it does I'm look really good. looking forward to seeing how it looks. So, we'll talk yeah. about that next week, yep. yep. Um, so weekend box office last week, Barbie won once again. 
$33.7 million. Oppenheimer, $18 million. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out with $15 million. Um, everybody's saying that this will be the last weekend for Barbie. Blue Beetle will take over. Um, not sure how the <clears throat> estimates of the box office will be this weekend with Blue Beetle. I know a lot of people are excited like we are. Um, it's just are they going to get to the theaters um, and go and, and go like they did see all these other movies, which is probably not going to happen, but it'll get, it'll get a good, decent run. Um, so the DC, the DC universe right now is giving a bad, bad taste to people's mouth because of yep. you know, everything happening, the reboot, and it's, there's no investment in the future I mean, of the property right I now. I don't think it's going to do great, but it has an outside chance of doing a run like Elemental had, where yeah. uh, Elemental was uh, bombed at the box office, and uh, then, of course, it ended up making its money back, but that's only because of uh, good word of mouth. And Barbie surpassed The Dark Knight to become the highest-grossing domestic release in the Warner Brothers history. Um, yeah, Barbie's uh, doing gangbusters over there in the theaters right now. Um, Margot Robbie is uh, is going to earn a record fifty million dollars in salary and box office bonuses for the movie. Um, she took a back end, so she's gonna get a lot from it. And also, Barbie is coming out in a couple weeks on digital on September fifth. So you only got a couple more weeks to wait if you want to oh, watch wow. it at home. Yep, they're going in direct because they made they made a ton of movie in the theater. So why are they gotta wait? We'll review it for your birthday. Yep. Oh, great, fantastic birthday mm -hmm. week, Barbie. Look forward to it. Oppenheimer also doing good in the great in the movie theaters still. Um, that'd be great if that came out on digital the same day too. That would be a double double header for me. Um, yeah. Comes the highest grossing World War II related movie of all time. Um, Dunkirk uh, behind that and Saving Private Private Ryan um, behind that. And Oppenheimer is the highest grossing of all time. So, um, yeah, I can't wait to see both of those movies. Oppenheimer, a little bit more for me. But we'll have to wait and see. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles doing great in the theater, too. Not huge, but great. Um, their franchise is crossing the just the franchise of the retail sales of the toys, the video games, school supplies. All of that is crossing the $1 billion mark just for this year alone. Um, so it's re reinvigorated the whole entire Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles line of everything. I mean, back in the day, Kevin, remember, was it 1989? We had the same 88. We had the same thing. Yep. Toy regeneration of just everything. Yep. Ninja Turtles. So it's, the kids love it again. So it's great. It's good to see that. Uh, I love the Ninja Turtles. I know I know you grew up on them, too. So yep. um, I'm, in, I'm interested to see that movie as well. Um, so they also released a trailer this week. We talked about it before, The Last Ronin. Um, they're doing a whole video game on it. It's coming out on the PS5, Xbox, uh, Series X, S, whatever. Um, the Last Ronin, set in a futuristic world where all the Teenage Mutant, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, except for one, pass away. I still don't know who which, who, which one it is. Um, but this one turtle has every single weapon left over from his brother. Um, and they fight, and he fights the, in this world where they've all they've all passed, and he's trying to take revenge on them, kind of like an R-rated version of the Ninja Turtles, with this one turtle going going berserk. So I can't wait for that. Um, it's in development right now, and uh, they put a little teaser out. I think they did some sort of a video game thing this week because they also released a teaser for a brand new South Park game called Snow Day. It's an RP, RB, RPG multiplayer. Um, looks like um, overhead type of game um, where it's a snow day and everybody in South Park is fighting each other in this big open world. So, yeah, I don't know. It looked pretty good in the trailer, so I'll have to wait and see. Um, 
Mighty Morphin Power Rangers has a deal. I know Saban, 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 Saban has a deal with Netflix. They did that 20, uh, 20, the 30th anniversary show at the beginning of this year. Well, they're also doing a Netflix reboot of the series called Netflix, uh, Power Rangers Cosmic Fury. And it's coming out on September 29th, and they're bringing back the original Mighty Morphin Power Ranger, Blue Ranger, Billy Cranston. He's going to be having a part in this show. Um, and it's going to be an all-new uh, generation of Power Ranger characters. Uh, and uh, it's going to be set in the same Angel Grove world with Billy t- reprising his role. I can't remember his name. David Yost, I think. Um, so, yeah, interesting. Uh, Power Rangers movie did not live up to any hype or expectations that I may have had, which, which I didn't have too many to begin with. But uh, Power Rangers was big in my childhood. doesn't hold up now if you ever try to watch episodes. But, um, yeah, if you're into that. Um, also got our first look at the Godzilla and Titans live action series come out on Apple TV. Um, it's called Mo- uh, Monarch, the Legacy of Monsters, um, starring Kurt Russell and Wyatt Russell. They're going to be playing the same character over a period of time. Wyatt Russell is the son of, uh, of Kurt and they're going to, and he's going to be playing himself in the early, in the past and, uh, Kurt Russell is going to be playing himself in the current time. Um, and it's all about Monarch and finding these, uh, monsters, Including Godzilla and all the uh, Godzilla monsters that that he fights in those movies. I think this is based off the whole entire movie series. It's it's all part of that. It's gonna be on Apple TV Plus. Um, I don't believe there's a trailer yet, but they did release a couple of still photos of uh, Godzilla and Kurt and Wyatt in the, in those roles. So looking forward to see some some more stuff on that. Um, some resurfaced photos from behind the scenes of Spider-Man Three, Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi's 2007 movie. Uh, came out this week where they did test a a comic book accurate version of the Spider-Man suit. I know Sam Raimi decided to go more of the suit style Venom symbiote, where it looked like the suit, but it had the everything all black, um, the all black style of the suit. Well, he actually did the the uh, the matte all skin version of the suit, where it's all black, all all soft black. Um, with the uh, with the with the white faceplate and everything, and um, decided to go the other direction. But he didn't. There was a picture that came out online. I have it in the notes of him looking it over and, and doing some screen testing on it. I, thought, I think it looks really cool. But I understand why he went that route. He he wasn't really excited for the Venom symbiote to begin with. It was kind of uh, pushed on him by the uh, by the Marvel brass at the time. Because everybody loved that storyline, um, he did the he did the best he could. He wanted to do Sandman. He did do that, um, but yeah, it, it's it's not one of my favorite Marvel movies for sure. But it's one of my favorite characters, so at least he tried. Um, talked about uh, Wheel of Fortune a while ago. Pat Sajak's retiring, and uh, Vanna White was trying to get some uh, negotiations to come back. And she's also she's this week they've uh, Wheel of Fortune has replaced her. Amid the contract negotiations, um, they're gonna they're gonna keep her off TV for now, um, while they're negotiating this new contract with Pat leaving. Um, she's trying to get more money, rightfully so. She's been there for a very long time. I think yep. she, I, I think she was making like five times less than Pat Sajak was every year. He was making if he was making five million, she was making a million a year. But I think it was a lot more than that. I think it was like. Uh, I can't remember yeah, he was making like are. fourteen million or something like that a yeah. year, and then yeah. uh, she was making like six or yeah. something like that. Three, Five. yeah, three, yeah. I can't remember what it was. It was a very, very low number compared to what he was making 
but she just wants she just wants equal pay which I mean she she is if, if I'm thinking of Wheel of Fortune I'm always thinking of her more than Pat Sajak yep. so she's right on that um, so I have to wait and see um, have you heard of the Gen Z or Gen whatever generation we're in right now trying to replace LOL and ROFL and LMFAO with IJBOL? No. You haven't heard this. It's a new thing that's going on. I just be out laughing? I gotta look it up because of course I didn't write it down but I did hear hear about it and I I can't remember what it it stands for. But it's an acronym. I, I just burst out laughing. You're right. And it oh, okay. was, it's a, uh, it's a new thing. This is a, this is a New York Times article I think that came out this week, where uh, this new generation is trying to change the LOL, and so LOL is not cool anymore. So if you use it, you're not cool. So, LOL, I use it all the time. Yeah. Um, so I'm not cool. <laughs> so take that with a grain of salt. Um, speaking of going on digital, next week, August 29th, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny coming out on digital. If you haven't seen it yet, it's a great movie. I uh, highly recommend it if you love those Indiana Jones movies. Um, lot, a lot of uh, mixed reviews, but I thought it was great. I, I know we reviewed it a few months ago. Um, yeah, come out excuse me, on August 29th on uh, on all the digital platforms. Nice. Um, Aaron Taylor, Taylor Johnson said he didn't care for the big budget movies like Avengers and Godzilla. Um, um, there was Kick-Ass, and then there was Godzilla and Avengers, and all those things lined up for me. But I didn't really care for them. I wanted purely to be with my babies. At the time, um, he was dating his uh, director of, I believe it was, the she's John Lennon. She's a grade. Yep. Yeah, and he, and yep. I think she's over 50, and he was 18 or 19 at the time. Yeah, but they ended up, he was like 21, and she was 51, I think, when they got married. Yep. Yep, and they have kids together, and they've been together for quite a while. And uh, so yeah, he's uh, he's a young kid. He's I think he's younger than we are. So um, yeah, he's thirty two, I think, right? Yep, yep. And he's already got a full family. He's got a he's got a good career. Um, he's promoting. Uh, he's gonna be promoting Craven soon. Yep. So I actually did watch Kickass this week. I love that movie. Great fucking. Movie. I threw it on randomly. I was just like, "What am I gonna watch?" And that was just something I wanted to throw on after work and have on in the background while I did stuff on the computer. Nice, yeah. Kick Kick Ass is a great, great movie. Um, Broadcast and cable TV, um, just regular cable television, has fallen below 50% of TV viewership for the first time ever. Um, The breakdown is broadcast network scored 20% of overall viewership uh, this July. Cable scored um, 29.6%. Streaming hit an all-time high of 38.7%. So if you're watching Netflix, Hulu... HBO, Disney Plus, all of that. And the rest of the percentage of 11% is video games and physical media, DVDs, Blu-rays, so-and-so. Um, so yeah, it's it's a, it's a change. I know everybody's cutting the cord at the moment. It's been happening over the last decade. I know I did it about a decade ago. So um, it's just stream, it's a streaming revolution right now. And uh, there's a lot of mess with that as well as far as, con- as the price is going up and it costing actually more than cable did back in the day. Yep. So. Um, Tyrese Gibson, Fast and the Furious, uh, R&B singer, filed a lawsuit against uh, Home Depot for $1 million, claiming that he was racially profiled um, after a cashier demanded to see a form of identification when he wanted to make a purchase using his uh, credit card, debit card, whatever you want to say. Um, That seems a bit excessive. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I've never, I've never been asked for an ID for a debit or credit card. Um, right. Only sometimes when I don't have Unless like it a says, signature. Some people have CID on the back of their card. Right. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But um, he probably wouldn't know because he couldn't sue them if he did. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, another another uh, another star trying to get their time in the spotlight for uh, racially being profiled or something going on. So we'll have to see where that goes in the court. If maybe they wanted anywhere. to see if it was actually fucking Tyree. Mm. You know, maybe they yeah. were like, "Huh, let's see if this is actually him." Yeah, right. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Um, I don't know if you heard about this this week. It's fucking crazy. This woman was catfished by this uh, guy who claimed to be Dakri Montgomery. I saw that. Um, And this guy took her for $10,000, claiming to be him. And she ended up divorcing her husband um, because the actor told her to. But it wasn't really the actor. It was some guy that was uh, catfishing her. But I took her for for $10,000. He was in Stranger Things. He also played the Red Ranger in the new reboot of the um, Power Rangers that came out. Uh, six, seven years ago. Um, so yeah, I saw that. I wanted to bring that up. Also wanted to bring up, we talked about her a few weeks ago, Tammy Cinch, a.k.a. Sunny from the WWF back in the day. Um, she had pleaded no contest in, in, to be charged with DUI causing the death of a 75-year-old woman in a car accident. Um, she also pleaded no contest to one, fe- one felony charge of driving with a suspended revoked license that caused death. Um, she pleaded no contest to four other counts of DUI and damage to person, two counts of DUI with damage to property. The maximum life sentence is up to 25 years in prison. Um, <laughs> she must for, she must serve at least four of those as a minimum sentence. So she's going to be in prison for a little bit. Um, her hearing is on November 27th for, to find out how much. Um, and I posted a picture in our notes of what she looks like now. Yeah, and it's not great. I saw a lot of memes saying she looks like the kingpin from <laughs> from Daredevil television show Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> yeah, she. Uh... <laughs> oh, Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. Yeah, she she does not look right. <laughs> oh, uh, and Sagaftra still <laughs> negotiating. Still negotiating. Um. They announced that they will no longer approve indie projects written under a under a WGA contract. I know um, Kevin Smith recently got his approved, uh, just in the yep. nick of time. Um, they're also trying to negotiate. I know uh, Netflix and Disney sent out a um, an offer um, to uh, try to get the writer strike to end. Uh, there was no information as we recorded of, uh, of anything happening on behalf of the uh, both parties to see if they've agreed to anything. But they are currently uh, trying to strike deals. We'll see what happens in the next week. Um, still a lot of things on the table that they're trying to get, so we'll see if they've, if they've even bit the surface on that or not. Um, Glenn Howerton from uh, It's Always Sunny, um, he posted a uh, viral picture of fan art of him as Lex Luthor in mm. the... Uh, Fueling uh, Super Legacy casting rumors. I wonder if this is purely based on the fact that he was almost Star Lord. I forgot about that. I forgot he was. Because he and Zachary Levi, yep. Levi were the two that runners up to Chris Pratt. 
That would be so, so I wonder good. if that's that's exactly what I thought of when I saw the article about this. Is I wonder if it's only fan speculation because of uh, he's already auditioned for James Gunn for right. Guardians. Can you imagine Guardians with him? Like it would be so different. It would be a different. I think movie. it would have worked. I think it would have worked. Um, but it would be just a completely different feel yeah. to it, and it would have been out there, and Always Sunny would have been completely different also from 2013 on. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he would have stayed. I mean, he, it's kind of like a, at this point for all four of them. Always Sunny is a passion project that they're just doing on yeah, the side. They get together with they're the, all, when they want to have successful. fun and do yeah. it. Yeah, they're all successful separately, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. And the first reactions to Blue Beetle finally in news. The uh, actually a couple more things. Um, Blue Beetle's getting a lot of praise and lot for being uh, for being uh, doing a great job depicting Latin Latin America culture. Um, very emotional. Very funny. Um, being a love letter to Latin American culture, so, um, and the director of the movie revealed that uh, production team were inspired by, by a handful of video games, including Injustice 2, um, and uh, took inspiration from that as well. Um, does look very video game esque in the trailer, so I can get that. Um, and also at a at a screening this week, uh, Peter Safran and James Gunn saw the movie, and he also uh, re re-evaluated that this movie is going to be a part of the uh, DCU going forward. So we have no idea what's going on with this movie. If it does well, I'm sure it'll be part of the DCU, but if it doesn't do well, it'll probably be back... back, the, back uh, I think Sholo is going to be part of the DCU no matter what. Yes. Um, everything I've heard about this movie seems like he's actually like a, hu- he's really gonna be a huge star. That's which is I what I've been saying since he was fucking 17 years old. Um, what was he in before? But Cobra Kai. Cobra and Kai, he's okay. fucking awesome in Cobra Kai. That's right. Um, he's the reason why I watch Cobra Kai and stick with it because I really like him and his character. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be part of it. And the thing about the DCU is there will be origin films, but for the most part, it's going to be a world that's already lived in with superheroes. So they kind of got his origin out of the way, and they can say it is or isn't part of the DCU. It doesn't really matter because going forward, he will be part of the DCU. Mm-hmm. Um, but you may not see like George Lopez pop up again or whatever, his family. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing this. Hopefully we get to it next Friday. Yep. Um, and finally in news, Ahsoka coming out next week on Tuesday. Um, usually comes yes. out on Wednesday, but they announced this today that they're going to be coming out on every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern. So, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, if you want to watch the Ahsoka 2 episode premiere on the 22nd of this upcoming week, um, you can do that, and it'll be every week up till the 9th episode, I believe, or 10th episode, I can't remember how many episodes there are. Um, So it'll be on every Tuesday at 6 p.m. I'm looking forward to that. Everything looks great. Like you mentioned to me before, I hope I don't get confused by Clone Wars not being being, knowledgeable and Rebels and all that. There's like... There's like this thing, I think it's called like the space between time or something, that if they use that, some people might get confused. Um, but I'm really looking forward to this. I loved Rebels. I liked Rebels. Rebels as a show, I think, is way better than Clone Wars. Um, from the very first episode of Rebels, it's way more engaging. Yeah. Um, Clone Wars took me like... The first season and a half was fucking really difficult. But there are some really great story arcs in that show. But uh, Rebels is way better. Uh, the Ezra's better than most people on Clone Wars. So, yeah, I can't wait for Tuesday for this. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, so that's it. We're going to review that next week. Um, Twisted Metal, I still haven't watched that. I keep hearing how great it is. I'm going to try to watch that this mm-hmm. weekend. Um, and if anything, any movies I have, I have a few movies I bought this week because iTunes had a, had a sale. So 
Um, we'll see. We'll see what I get into. Um, so that's it for news. Um, we will talk to everybody next week. Another short episode, but the writer strike still going on. Actors are quiet. Writers are quiet. Hollywood's starting to slow down a little bit, but there's still some news coming out here and there. So we'll we'll keep popping out episodes while we can. So we will talk to everyone next week. Peace. Peace. And there's a nice whip for you at the end. Mm-hmm.